I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're going to talk about communication, communicating effectively, how to improve your communication at work specifically. Here with me is Let's Development Coach, Jen Waldy. Jen, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Good how to things be been? back. Yeah. It's been good. It's been busy. Cool. Then. No. Things are trucking along. I will say this, that's one thing that's pretty consistent around here is staying busy, which I is know. good. I know. I hate that mentality though, where it's how are you busy? But right. it's just such a social yeah. norm these days. Yeah. But so. it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Not at all. Well, let's talk about communication. I mean, yeah. I think that at the end of the day, we could all communicate a little bit better. Some of us maybe a lot a bit better. But Absolutely. but I run into, at least from my perspective, I think 80% of the issues that you deal with are related to miscommunication. So I guess in your perspective, you know, what are your thoughts on communication in general and what is effective communication to you? Well, and I'm even going to bring your number up because when I, I j- kind of joke about it lightly, but I say like 95% of my job is helping people to communicate better. So, you know, we can go to the textbook definition of what is communication. And so in the simplest form, that is understanding what people are saying and making sure that we're being understood as in what we're saying, right? But really, it's communication so much more than that. And it's in every aspect of our daily lives. And I think it's, it sounds like the easiest thing when we bring it down to the definition, but I think it's one of the hardest things for mm-hmm. us as humans, I agree. To do. It's funny because that's kind of, I guess, all organisms communicate in a certain way. And I I mean, we don't need to get into a science (laughs) science lesson here. But I think that as a species, we like to pride ourselves on the way we communicate. And and I think we suck at it sometimes, right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So what are reasons why it's so important in, in the workplace to understand like you said, A, not only the, the message you're transmitting and making sure that you're hearing someone else's. I mean, why is that such an important thing? So I heard something once that really resonated with me, and it was, as humans, we're selfish creatures. We can only experience life through our own lens. And it's so important with communication because I think naturally we tend to then assume that everybody else is going to communicate or understand in the same way that we do. That just isn't the case. Everybody interprets things in their own way, and so it's just really important to take that step back and make sure did they understand me and what I was trying to say as I intended right. for them to understand it? Right. Well, and it's funny. I mean, when you think about rereading an email before you send it or maybe a text message or whatever your message is. And now those are, we're talking about, you know, written forms of communication, of mm-hmm. course. But I tend to at least reread my messages in, in a very positive, you know, nice, yes. easygoing tone. Yeah. And then I've had people respond and say, wow, that was rude. And I'm like, wait a minute. I had no idea that that was going to sound that way. So it's probably best to get other opinions Absolutely. on some of those messages. Absolutely. Usually reading it out loud is going to bring out if you do have any tone I think more so than reading it in your head like, right. so if I have people who struggle about if they're worrying or if they're getting feedback that their emails have a tone to them right. or things 
read it out loud and see, or yell, like you said, yeah, grab your, the person who sits next to you and be like, Hey, does this sound okay? You know, right. I think the biggest thing in communication, whether it's verbal communication, nonverbal written is taking that extra step to make sure that person understood the way you intended them to. So how do you do that? Right. Yeah. It, how do you, how do you do it? What do you do? So I would say, for me, I would I would repeat back what you said. So like in a coaching session, I'm going to be like, so what I'm hearing you say is this. Mm-hmm. And the person's going to be like, exactly. Or they're going to be like, oh, I don't know where you got that. I meant right. something completely different. But on the other side of it, if you're giving the message and you want to make sure, I think the other way to do it is to be like, can you repeat that back to make sure you know, like you received the message as I intended to give it or mm-hmm. make sure I was being clear. Just ask them to repeat it back and how they understood it right. is another way you could do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's making sure that that you're understood is always something difficult because you don't want to say, did, did you, you know. You don't want to offend them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, A, I want to make sure my first message wasn't offensive, but B, I don't want to offend again by asking, do you understand, right? Yeah. So I mean, make it about you. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm being clear. You know, sure. or I want, sometimes I struggle getting my message across. Can you repeat it back to me to make sure? Right. So that I can make sure I was being clear. So always, right. you know, not the you statements, the I statements. Help me help you. Yeah. Kind of Making that about yourself kind of helps that of, I know I'm not the greatest communicator sometimes, so I just want to make sure, can you repeat it back to me? Totally. But that's a patience thing too, right? I mean, I know that I know some people that I interact with could care less. So, that, I mean, that makes it difficult. Now, maybe that's a lost lost soul in the sense that they don't care if I understand what they're saying, but taking the extra 30 seconds or minute to ensure someone is understanding or, or not lost. I mean, I think it goes back to just kind of a consideration thing. Mm-hmm. Like well, there's especially in the younger generations coming into the workforce, it's very important for them to be successful and not look like they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes they're afraid to ask for clarification right. or they, they just haven't figured out how to do that yet. And so that's another place where it's really important mm-hmm. to make sure that communication is getting across. Sure. That's certainly one thing that I've always, <laughs> whether good or bad, never been afraid of asking questions. So even, um, you know, I have no problem saying, hey, listen, I know you're going to tell me you've told me this four times before and apologize if this is extremely self-intuitive and you think that I should understand it, but I don't. And, <laughs> right. And here's my question. So Yeah. Find another way to ask it. Right. I always make jokes in my coaching sessions because I think it's such a good example is in my own marriage even arguments will ensue and I'll even say like, I'm just trying to communicate, you know, like, and it'll be like, we are saying the exact same thing. And yes, somehow it's an argument, you sure. know? And like, so it's so important just to take that step back out yeah. of and listen. I think listening is a big piece of it. Big part. Let's talk about listening because that's something that you brought up your marriage. And I talk, you know, if I talk about a relationship or things like that, I am a fixer by nature. I don't know if that's a male thing. I don't know. But when I communicate with my girlfriend, if she's venting or has things and I'm immediately like, well, you should try this, this, and this. And if that doesn't work, then you could go to this. And, you know, and I'm sure that's yeah. extremely annoying. She's even had to tell me sometimes I'm not, I'm not asking you for advice. <laughs> Did I ask you to fix my problem? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Absolutely. And 
especially in the workforce, even, you know, like when we're working with a boss or something, we want to sound professional. We want to sound like we know what we're talking uh-huh. about. So I don't think we always take the time to fully listen to what they're saying because we're like, oh, I got to sound professional. I don't want to sound like an idiot. So I got to think about what my response is going to be to this. And then we miss half the message. Right. And a lot of that communication gets lost of what they intended for us to Absolutely. get. Absolutely. That's well, and it's interesting. I Growing up, I played baseball, Little League baseball, for a couple of coaches that were awesome guys. They One of them played in the majors, which was super cool. His son actually plays in the majors right now too. But anyways, they would always try and tell me, you know, if they would coach me through something or try and help me understand how to play the position better. I always hated feeling like I didn't know what they were saying, right? And, and in my mind, I knew what they were trying to tell me. I just was unable to, you know, to practice it on the field. So my response naturally was just, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And they hate, they're like, dude, if, if you knew you wouldn't do it. And so that took me a while to realize, okay, no, a good response is sure. Okay. That makes sense. And, or help me understand that a little bit better instead of, I know, I know, I just didn't want to feel stupid. Right. Right. And I think that's interesting. You bring that up. I had a conversation in a session just yesterday. We were going over the Clifton strengths Mm -hmm. and in a lot of those reports, a lot of people get confused by the way they word things. And we were talking about how important it is, like when we don't understand something, to explain it in a different way. And that's where I, a lot of the strength sessions, I think, can be valuable for the people that I'm coaching because go over that report and then we'll just have a conversation about it. And through natural conversation, it's explaining things in a different way. And then they, they're like, oh, now that makes sense. You know, so... All of us understand things differently, so it's not necessarily just like you said that you know what they're trying to say, but you don't know maybe how to implement it right. or 100% what the full message is, so let's explain it in a different way. So by asking questions, or I'll, I'll even say that, I'll be like, can you explain that in another way or keep going with that because I think I'm following you, but I'm not 100% sure. Keep going, you know, and, right. and then <clears throat> you know when it clicks, it'll be like, oh, now I know what you mean, so... It's so important. Just I think keep, keep going is a big one. You said, uh, can you keep going, please? Because, again, I go back to it. And I don't know if this is just because I feel like I need to justify or, you know, make myself credible in a sense. But, And I think we all do this in a way. If someone's talking or let's say they're telling a story or at least, you know, discussing something and, and something pops up in your head that you want to say, you're jumping at the bit to try and get that, you know, mm-hmm. squeeze that into conversation when it's like, well, wait, maybe just let that go. And if you forget about it, it's okay I mean, if it's really as valuable as it felt when it popped up in your head, then you'll not forget it. But then, I mean, because this happens to me sometimes, 30 seconds have gone by and they've been talking at me and I didn't listen to a single thing they said. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I have a friend that taught me when I'm having conversations with friends and something comes up that you want to say, I will hold my finger up and like cross my fingers like a to do. Okay. And I'll hold my hand up. And I mean, you don't, this can work for just you, but if you have a friend who has it, you can be like, hey, remind me this. Okay, now keep going. Right. And then by keeping your finger crossed, it allows you to think, like, continue to listen in the conversation. But this 
isn't a natural feeling to your hand. So it helps you kind of remember to go back to that point or your friend will be like, oh yeah, what was that that you wanted to say? Or at least worked a lot. Has it? Yeah. Cause then I don't forget what I want to say. (laughs) See, and all all I'm thinking is that I'll try that. And all it will do is at the end of the conversation, I'll say, oh yeah, I did have something to say. And that's it. And you're like, and I can't remember. That's happened. But for the most part, it helps you remember. Yeah. But just one tip, but it is, yeah, the listening part is just so important. But going back to your keep going thing, it's I can't tell you how, again, as someone that feels the need to just talk and talk and fill empty space, how much it's benefited me to just say, hey, can you just keep keep going into that a little bit? Because especially if you're talking to someone that isn't, you know, that's maybe a little bit more introverted, mm-hmm. allowing them to feel comfortable to keep going, you'll really get a lot of good information out of them. Oh, yeah. Get them people to open up. And then when you say, can you explain that in another way? That's like your brain goes, uh, no, I don't. I can't think of that. You know, like that's a mm-hmm. harder thing. But if you say, I think I'm getting it, but keep going. I'm right. not sure. Then they're like, okay, well, and they'll just naturally kind of come around and hopefully make that explain jump in a different way usually so, right well yeah. and like ron nebby i think he does an awesome job of using analogies and metaphors oh he does yeah all the time he's got something for you like well you know think of it like a like a, uh, a fish trap or a, actually better yet a crab trap that you're throwing <laughs> in the water and you know you got to tend to it and i'm just like <laughs> i was like i i now i know exactly what it, you're saying it makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> absolutely no i was doing a little brushing up on communication before this podcast and I another piece of this that I found really interesting was this professor who is a psychology professor did an interesting study his name was Albert Marabian and he did this study that shows in communication the words we say actually only make up seven percent of communication where body language makes up 55 percent and our tone of voice is 38%. And I think that's another really important thing because we're so worried about what we're going to say. We're not worried about the tone in our voice or how we're standing. And that's something like when I read that, I was like, wow, I really need to be more aware even. Absolutely. When I'm listening to somebody, you know. So if I'm sitting here with my arms crossed and leaning way back in the chair, it can look like I'm disengaged even you know where if I'm leaning forward and listening to you with my hand up on my chin I mean it just gives a completely different communication as well so well and that I mean important I think that just highlights the difficulty in written communication I mean I can't tell you like texting and emails and then we I mean we could go into social media and all the you know issues that causes Mm mm-hmm I mean, do you have any recommendations or thought? I know we talked about rereading messages and, and asking someone else if it's coming off the right way, but I say pick up the damn phone. Yeah. I pick up the phone all the time. I have. There was one day we we there were emails going around the office, and they were talking about like, oh, that was a miscommunication and through conversation with one of my coworkers, we had miscommunication. Like we thought yeah. we had things figured out and we didn't, but then it was like, they're like, okay, well we need to figure out how we're going to respond to this email. And I mean, it was like 10 minutes later. I'm like, I'm just going to go talk to him because I don't have the patience. Like I am, I'm an impatient <clears throat> person, so I can't do that stuff. So I'm like, I'm just going to tell him how I screwed up Absolutely. and they'll probably be more forgiving. And then we'll talk about how to fix it. Yeah, pick up the phone, go talk to them. If it is in an email, 
or if you're not sure the tone of an email, it's so important to take that step back and think about the person that sent it. Think about what would their intention really be? Is their intention really to scold you or to make you feel like an idiot? No, probably not. But like, yeah, if you're not sure, pick up the phone, have a conversation, but just really take that step back and think objectively. Well, it's funny you say that because I've got a guy that I, a point of contact at a client who I communicate with, you know, relatively frequently and his emails are, which I'm guilty of this too. I'm similar in the sense that his emails are, you know, there's no color to them. They're very black and white. This is my message. Let me know once you've gotten it. Right. And Luckily, a bunch of the guys down in tech have worked with this guy in the past. And so I asked one of them, like, this was, I mean, months and months ago, but like before I even met him in person, I'm like, hey, this guy does not sound happy. And he goes, just call him. I promise you. I called him. He goes, hey, man, what's going on? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> this guy's not angry. There's nothing that he could have been angry about. But I mean, I've fallen into the same trap where I'll send an email out of sheer impatience, like you said. I'm just like, hey, this, this, and this. Let me know. Bye. Yeah. And Gary even had to stop me. He's like, hey, you could throw a greeting in your beginning of your email, and it makes it so much lighter. And I'm like, okay, so now I say hi, well, let's so even, and so. Let's even touch on that more of mood. Right. Right? Like, I've had, sometimes I read an email, and like you said, it's straight to the point, and I'm like, well, geez, yeah. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But then there's other days where it's like cut the crap let's yeah. just get to the point yeah. you know like I, you don't care how my, my family's doing yeah. let's just get to it you know like give me the bullet points and so totally. i think even mood is such a big piece of how we're interpreting other people it's mm-hmm. usually we're internalizing it's how we're moody like how what's my mood today that's how i'm going to read that email totally you know? so that's not what they necessarily meant it might just be your mood and so yeah like picking up that phone and calling i I love that where it's like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, yeah. that was how that email went for me. I picked up the phone and was like, so I didn't understand the process, you know, and they laughed at me and they're like, no, I was, it's fine. You know, I don't, I don't care. I was just checking to make sure I didn't miss something. You right. know, and here it's like, everybody was so worried that they they're were like, upset oh, no. that you, we did something. And he's like, what well, did I, I thought miss? I missed something, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> th- those miscommunications happen all the time. All the and time. It's because of us assuming. Mm -hmm. I've had situations where I've left social encounters where I think, man, that went great. I feel like we're both on the same page. Brooke and I have even had this situation like that before, which is great. And she came back to me. She goes, hey, I do not feel good after that conversation. I don't think that went very well. And I'm like, no way. I felt felt it went amazing. Yeah. And she was like, no, this, this, and this. And I go, oh, I can totally see how I came off. I was really hot after a phone call that I'd had with a client or something or with another, you know, coworker. I came over there like a, you know, a whirling dervish. And I thought that my Mm -hmm. message was very soft. Not at all. Right. Right. And it's those moments of you know, not wanting to address a breakdown in communication that just leads to a way larger problem that it's like, it just festers and it's like, we need to address this. I mean, I had an example where this was a couple months ago and I feel really bad about it, but I got on the phone with, with an individual that needed some help that didn't really go with the recommendation that we had Mm -hmm. and then it didn't go very well for them. And so then they were asking for our help. And so I got on the phone real quick. Here's how it's going to be. This is what's going to happen. Goodbye. I didn't even think about the stress that that person was under at the time. 
And so when I came in to try and help and communicated very, you know, very quickly, very sharp and, and not, not very, oh, I don't know, emotionally empathetic. Yeah. Empathetic in a sense <laughs> that, that it was just added to their anxiety and their stress. And so it became a way bigger thing. And luckily they had communicated with someone else on the team and, and told them that how upset they were. And so it gave me an opportunity to reach back out and say, listen, that's not at all how I wanted my message to come across. And I apologize, but it's, I mean, it can really turn rather benign situations into really, really difficult ones. Mm -hmm. And that's the perfect example of how we can't live through other people's lenses. It's hard. Mm -hmm. We have to take that step back and actually think about what that other person's going through, you know, and I mean, when that other person was probably experiencing some shame mm-hmm. because he was waiting for you to be like, I told you so, right. you know, or right. that was going through his head, even though that may not have been what you were thinking. It can be all these different things. And so it just makes it hard and it's hard to admit we're wrong and you were right, you mm-hmm. know, and then having it be short, even though you didn't think anything of it, he's already feeling all those feelings. And then he's like, oh my God, he just, he just basically hung up on me or whatever. Right. And one of the things I've put down for improving communication is it's okay to be direct, but we got to make sure we're being kind and making sure that our intentions are coming across. You know? It's funny you say, I literally was just about to say, you can be succinct without being rude. Right. It's important to, for the, the kind part. The other piece is, to me, it sounds like maybe you hadn't quite built a relationship with that particular client yet. That's so bizarre you. that you say that because that's exactly the situation. That's, that's funny that yeah. like, that's funny that you know that without even <laughs> really knowing any of the details because that's exactly right. I mean, we did not have a relate and so I, you know, I resorted to just communicating how I think would be enjoyable to be communicated to and that wasn't the case. And and then that's right. why I called them back and was like, "Listen, I apologize. That's not who I am going back to you saying we didn't know each other. Right. And that probably built that relationship. But one thing that also is in communication, which I think makes Lutz very unique and honestly pretty awesome is how we focus on building relationships with each other. And we want to know, I want to know work Jack, but I want to know the other Jack that's at home too. You know, like we want to know each other and have these relationships, which creates more of a safe space to ask for the clarification and to know each other fully, to know how we communicate. And that helps it so much more where if I ever heard you being short and direct, I'd be like, whoa, are you okay? Like bad night, like whatever. Did you get in a fight with your spouse too? No, (laughs) you know, like we know each other enough to, and you're going to be like, what do you mean? Yeah. I didn't realize, but when you have that safe space, it it makes communicating a lot easier Mm -hmm. and just, more natural. Well, and I like that you're using the term safe space because safe space got, has such a bad connotation these days with, you know, of course everyone thinks, oh, you just, you know, people are too sensitive and, you know, the world's not a safe place. It's like, no, no, no. You need to have a place where everyone trusts each other to a point where they can be honest and transparent yes. in the way they communicate. Yeah. You know, not being afraid to, I mean, of course you want to worry, you know, take into account people's feelings, but a safe space truly is somewhere where you can be honest about what you want to say. And you, yeah, and like, just like you said, where you can be yourself. Yeah. It's a safe place to disagree. Right. Just because we don't agree on a topic that we're trying to communicate on doesn't mean that we can't communicate on it at all. That's that safe space. And having that rapport and having that relationship is what's important. And 
sometimes building that relationship is the hard part, just like with you and that client, you Mm -hmm. know, like you were probably panicking a little bit and we're like, that's not what I intended. But by the, but the fact that you picked up the phone and called that person back to clarify, you were furthering your communication, which further also created more of a safe space and it built that relationship that you probably needed with that client where in the future, they're maybe not going to be so quick to hang up the phone with you. They're going to be like, well, tell me more, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Uh, keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Repeat that back to me. Right, what yeah. What do you mean? You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I think those are some big ones. But you also have to want to communicate. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you have to want to make sure your message is being received and you have to want to receive someone else's message. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of that to it. Sometimes you're going to talk with people that don't care, like I mentioned. And it kind of goes back to like like teachers in school that you didn't get along with or didn't feel like you learned much from, it seemed like they didn't really care if you learned it, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that same kind of feeling. But then I had teachers where it's like, God, they would talk themselves blue in the face if they didn't think that I understood what they were trying to teach us. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this with the teachers that didn't care. How did you communicate to make sure you learned? I didn't. You didn't. Okay. I didn't say, well, and that's and th- that goes back to. I mean, I'm not saying that's a good way to do it. That was me rebelling. Yeah. I thought, you know what? This is an adult that's acting this way. I'm a child. I can be this way too. <laughs> this class is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was all. It's always you know in that, and, and it's a very immature mindset to think it's always the other person, right? So it's a it's a huge growth change when you. When you realize, okay, there's a good chance I'm also playing a part in most of these disagreements or most of the miscommunication. What are things I can do differently? You're always going to come across unreasonable people. Right. But the situations, I think most of the time, people are willing to try and receive your message or transmit their message correctly. It's like, okay, what can I do a little bit differently? Right. So what are some things you could do differently? I personally, and here's the thing, I've talked with, we had Steph on, we talked about strengths, and I resort to self-deprecation, right? I do a lot. And so going back to kind of your thoughts on having someone repeat, I can be like, hey, listen, I know I'm an idiot. I probably forgot what you said already. Can you help me understand it a little bit differently? Or I'm hard on myself in a sense that if I do experience a difficult situation of communication, I put all of the blame on myself, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm not saying that's healthy or always right, but I know that there's certain things that are in my control yeah. and I need to be able to do those the right way and forget about the things I can't. Right. Yeah. So people's reactions are out of our control. So as long as we know we did everything in our power to show we tried to get our message across in a kind mm-hmm. way. That's what we can do. But continue to ask questions. But the self-deprecating, I don't think, is necessarily a bad thing because it's going to, it's kind of going to help you get over yourself is mm-hmm. probably what it does. It, it's going to help you get over yourself and your insecurity <clears throat> of that. And so it's going to push you to keep asking questions like, hey, I, you might think I'm an idiot, but I'm going to ask this question. Right. So then. But it, I don't care. <laughs> but, it, but hey, it's on the table yep. and I'm going to do it. So, yep. But it pushed you to do that rather right. than to not ask at all. Agreed. So, I mean, if that's a method that works for you, I don't think that's necessarily bad mm-hmm. as long as you aren't doing it to a detriment to yourself. Totally. I guess. Well, and you mentioned people's reactions being out of our control. People's reactions are out of our control. But our reactions to people is in our control, 
right? I mean, if I respond to something negatively, if I get an email from someone and I feel bad about it, it's my fault if I don't follow up to figure out if they really felt that way or if I just heard it wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm in control of how I react to things 100%. I think if you get to that point where it's my fault how I choose to let someone ruin my day, 100%. Kind of let go of it and kind of be a little bit happier. 100%. And if you have to work with that person, like you said, get up and go be like, hey. Yeah. What'd you mean in that email? Yeah. Or like, are you okay today? Yeah. You know, check in on, like, just go see because chances are you're in your head and you're, you're making a bigger deal out of it than it ever was intended. Totally. Totally. Are you a Game of Thrones watcher? Oh yeah. So I'm going to slaughter this quote, but, um. (laughs) Slaughter away. Oh, what's his name? Tyrion. Tyrion made an excellent quote that talks about, that talks about. When he was talking to the bastard, and he was like, use this as your armor. Right. Because everybody else is going to judge you, but if you wear it as armor, other people can't judge you. And honestly, that kind of resonated with me, and I use that because if you're coming to me, let's, and you've asked me the same question four times, and you're just like, can you tell me, Can you? Can, what's this again? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I have gone over this four times with Jack and he is not getting it. But if you're like, I know you've went over this, but it's still not clicking. I'm like, it's all right, Jack. You know, like, let's go over that. You're a lot more forgiving. Absolutely. So when he said that quote, you got to continue to work on growing, obviously. And, and But that just helps people not focus on that. It helps like put it out there and all right, let's move on and let's help you understand. This. I found the quote. Okay. So say so it. he says, let me give you some advice, bastard. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not wear it like armor and it can never be used to hurt you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just to your point, like uh, own up to it, address it. Yeah. If you're the first, it's the same kind of concept as if I'm the first one to laugh about it, no one else can laugh at me <laughs> exactly. about it. Exactly. I mean, it's, well, I, think I don't we know take if that's right or wrong well, as but far I think as communication, we, but I think it helps us get over that hump of awkwardness. Right, you know? and and I think we take ourselves a little too seriously sometimes. I don't care if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or if you know you're uh, an intern. Not saying interns are any lower than than CEOs, but an intern fresh out of college, we all have insecurities and we all suck at communicating sometimes. Mm-hmm. So just. Keep trying to get your message across or figure out what someone's message was trying to be. Absolutely. So the message of the day is get over yourself. Get over yourself, yeah. (laughs) Get over yourself and you'll be fine. And they probably weren't meaning it how it came off. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, I I think we got a lot of good conversation in there very quickly. Do you have anything else you wanted to leave people with? You know, the one thing that I use in my coaching sessions that I'll leave you with that I think helps the most people when communicating, whether you're managing somebody, whether you're, you know, communicating with a coworker or anybody, I use this mantra called seek for understanding because I love that. A lot of times when we're communicating, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to understand each other. So you need to seek that understanding. So seek for understanding. So as a manager going to, a person below you who hasn't understood something and you've told them four times seek for understanding of why is it why have I had to tell you this four times what's going on you know like am I not explaining it or like how can I help you understand this so it's because 
are you trying to not understand it? Mm -hmm. Maybe to that one teacher years ago, but most likely that's not the case, you know? So seek, try to seek for understanding of what the other, what's going on with the other person. And that's going to help you communicate a lot better. I think that's fantastic. And sometimes we just are a little bit anxious about that next step that it takes to find that understanding. But once you do, you'll, you'll look back and be like, gosh, that's so much. That was a breeze. Yeah. It's the hardest thing to do, but the easiest thing to do. Right. So awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us. And yeah, we'll have have you back on. Awesome. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening and don't forget to make light.